0: 90.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans and the River Region.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, for the sports hangover with Gus Chattingell. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill.
2: It is here. It is time for the play-in game in New Orleans. Pells taking on the Spurs last night. Two games, the Nets and T-Wolves victorious in their efforts to secure their spot and move on today. You got the Hornets and Hawks followed by the pels and Spurs at the Smoothie King Center, eight thirty.
3: Uh oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? It's
4: Hump Day. Hump
3: Day. I know you can hear me. That's just
1: stupid. Today's more of that, what, that camera Wednesday Hump Day is that it is?
2: there it is Sock Team, the Digital Underground head coach Sean of the Payton could be weird to not hear him throughout the rest of the spring. is Dennis Allen's now, you knew it, football coach. But he'll still be a part of our show here on Wednesdays, no doubt about it. Got plenty to get into, a fun guest lineup, and of course, more importantly, your phone call. Words of wisdom. ladies, peace and
1: humphiness forever.
2: That is the way to chime into the conversation if you'd like to. Buddy, we'll take your phone calls over in the LaRose studios. As I want to hear from you Pels fans, the question of the day is real simple. Give me a key. Give me a key to victory tonight as the Pels take on the Spurs for the right to take on the Clippers as L.A. had a lead yesterday in that game at Minnesota, and then, man, T wolves went on a run. Anthony Edwards showing why he was the number one pick overall. Just incredible. Carl Anthony Towns in foul trouble in that game. Patrick Beverly um, having himself an unbelievable, uh, I guess, finish in that game. They didn't have a ton of points in that game, but uh, some key defensive plays, some key stops, and what everyone is talking about today is the celebration that Anthony, Ed- I mean that Patrick Beverly had yesterday. The crew over on TNT having a little fun with it. They were playing Queens. We are the champions showing Anthony uh Beverly taking off his jersey, throwing it out in the stands, just celebrating. Look, here's the thing. Second time in 18 years, they're in the playoffs. They secured the seventh seed, so they will take on the Memphis Grizzlies. They're in. I got no problem with him celebrating that way. Apparently the national media thinks he shouldn't be celebrating that much. It's just a play in, and now they get the chance to play in the playoffs. But, When it's the second time in 18 years here, I think he should be excited and happy. A player like that wanting it, making it personal, obviously a team that traded him, that's a key. And it's also key that the crowd at home provided that energy. You'll hear from Chris Finch, the head coach, here in a minute, because I think that is a key in tonight's game against the Spurs. Who will step up for the Pelicans not necessarily perhaps in points, but maybe that key moment in the fourth quarter on a drive to start a a run. Is it Alvarado? Is it, you know, Trey Murphy? Is it Ingram? And, you know, C.G. McCollum with that experience, you'll hear from B.I., and you'll also hear – from CJ post-practice yesterday, Willie Green spoke as well. We'll have all of that for you as we get you ready for tonight's tip-off. Of course, the most important question asked yesterday at practice of head coach Willie Green was, is Zion playing today?
3: No, Zion will not play tomorrow.
2: There you go. <laughs> I guess somebody still had to ask uh if that was going to happen. Uh, Will he play if they win on Friday? Will he play if they win that game as well and get a chance to face the Phoenix Suns, I don't know, but I'm just playing that for you because he was asked in case you want to know if Zion's playing today. Not that you would probably think he would, but you'll hear from that here as well. Your guests lining up here today should be a fun lineup. Jake Madison is going to join us at 12.15 as we get into the game. I'll ask specifics. I'm going to ask uh, about the matchups. And, again, one of the things that's been brought up this week is that the Spurs haven't faced the lineup that the Pels have been using as of late in any of their four games. That's what Jackson Hayes starting and you know like that. So let's see what how that could impact matchups that maybe favor the Pelicans. Scott Prather from ESPN Lafayette. You know he joins us on Wednesdays. He's actually coming to the game here as well. Going to be doing a show from New Orleans tomorrow. So we'll chat with him about his thoughts and how Acadiana feels not only about that but also getting closer to the NFL draft and man that chatter is continuing to grow. There was a report today that there is an offensive lineman that the Saints worked out, and that Roy, the Miami Super Fan, his team, the Dolphins, also worked out as well. Zach Tom, he has the highest RAS score as a center ever. It's a Wake Forest offensive lineman, six five, but he's played tackle the last two years. Could that be somebody at the Saints' target? Um, they seem to the feel and think that it—that's you know, a guy in the second round, high second round. Again, remember Mickey Loomis telling Peter King back on Monday, he thinks that at 49, somebody in their top 20 or top 25 board will fall there. That's where he kind of is hoping that this draft sort of goes. Would they take him at 19 or at 16? I, I don't know. I don't know if he pass him over, Penning, if he's there or not. But again, that's just some reports are starting to get out there. I, I can't wait to check in with Ralph Walborough. He is uh he's still concerned about Jameis Winston and the Saints not going to quarterback. He's I I can't get him to, to get off of that. I I just for the life of me again we had Jordan Schultz on from the Schultz report earlier this week in which um, on Monday when he tweeted that there is some sources out there that really feel the Saints really love themselves some you know Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett is that something that they could do package both sixteen to nineteen to move up which would have to be number five I just don't see it uh, I mean I, I look I, I get this whole Notion about well, is Jameis a franchise quarterback? I get, there's there's not that many of them. It's hard to find those, and it, I always wonder too. And I've been saying this for the last several weeks. Like, what what makes you happy? I mean, it it, it uh, unless they're Brady, they're not good. Uh, unless they're Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, they're not good. It, it's it you can't find a ton of those guys. They're they're special and unique for a reason. As to why that's the case, a quarterback did get a pay raise today and it's the Raiders quarterback car signing for 121 and a half million. Now, Derek, again, remember most of that season and last season, you had a lot of national people saying, you know, the Raiders aren't really too happy with him, ready to move on. Look, he signs a three year extension, 121 and a half million. The thing that everybody is paying attention to is what is the guarantee? out of that as well because remember with Deshaun Watson all 230 was guaranteed and there's a lot of people now looking as to what will these deals be Aaron Rodgers got a chunk of his deal with Green Bay guaranteed Deshaun got every dollar guaranteed and a lot of people feel that if Derek Carr doesn't get everything guaranteed why did he sign it Lamar Jackson's waiting in the wings um to decide whether or not he should play without an extension this season here as well. So that's something to kind of think about as we move forward and get closer to the draft and things that nature. Where we're Saints go and, you know, you know this belief in Jameis or not. And because if you don't, should you gamble? Because that, to me, would be the gamble to, to go up and do that. So anyway, we will take a look at that there as well with Ralph. He's going to join us over at 1.30. Coming up. At one uh, I'm sorry, 2.05, Noah Margot George, Margot George covers the Spurs. We'll chat with him, uh, about that matchup and really San Antonio. Again, we had general manager of the Pelicans, Trajan Langdon, yesterday and, you know, he, he touched on what he expected in the game tonight and the fact that he knows a couple of things are coming for sure. That Popovich is going to throw things that he hasn't seen yet. Um, They're going to force the Pelicans to adjust. They'll probably do something they hadn't seen in four games, as remarkable as that would sound. And yesterday after practice, if you listen to Coach Green, CJ McCollum, and Brandon Ingram, they all said the same thing. First, here's head coach, Willie Green, on this very topic.
3: It's, a, it's, it's possible that he can throw different looks at us defensively. Um. I think just the way I view Spurs, Coach Pop, is that it's incredible how he's been able to adjust to the different eras. You know, having David and Tim sort of playing through the post. Then the team got much faster when they started playing more through Ginobili. And now he has a bunch of, you know, more of like young guys that the court is to spread it out and they just play the way they play. And that's been the Spurs staple. Whatever they do, they do it. Uh, it's incredible to see.
2: Now, Brandon Ingram went through practice yesterday. All indications are that he will play today, resting that hammy the last three games, and that's a good thing. This team's completely night and day. When Brandon Ingram plays and he doesn't, what does he expect tonight in the Smoothie King Center?
4: One of those games that you really, really game plan for, so I know um, San Antonio is going to know everything that we're going to be doing. Um, we're going to game plan for them. It's going to be a physical game, um, emotional, but it's going to be a lot of fun, you know. Um, Just playing with our guys and and, um, trying to go after something that we've been thinking about all season.
2: New Orleans is a a five-and-a-half point favorite, by the way, in this game. We touched on yesterday when Daniel was on the show with us, the graph, Sean Kelly, and also Trajan Langdon about the experience, lack thereof, really, on on this team that exists. Brandon Ingram is going to be playing in his first you know, post-regular season game. I saw the guys last night even saying it's it's not the playoffs. And they explained it actually in the broadcast that these stats actually don't go into the category of playoff statistics, like what you do in the playoffs and stuff. So it is separate, but it is a game that is past the regular season. It's a win or go home situation. So there is an element of, of course, the postseason and playoff. I mean, it you have to win to advance. It's that simple. And we talked about yesterday on this show the experience of C.J. McCollum not been in postseason play, having been in big games, and being able to maybe perhaps be that calming voice or at the time when that adrenaline is flowing in the Smoothie King Center to start the game, somebody can handle it. He was asked yesterday about his message, perhaps, to this young basketball team in New Orleans.
5: I just enjoyed the moment. You know, really prepare. Obviously, focus in on the game plan, the scouting. You know, watch your film. Understand your position and other positions. But also, don't put too much pressure on yourself. You know what I mean? It's just a game at the end of the day. Um, you, you're obviously prepared. We played this team a few times. Stakes are raised. Possessions will matter. But uh, don't overanalyze it. Just go hoop.
2: That's the thing that I love the most about postseason basketball in a situation like this, you're going to love it. If you're going to be a part of that number today at the Smoothie King Center, get there early and also be prepared. It's sunny right now, but there is going to be some weather coming in later this afternoon, evening, drive time when you're heading out to the game. Try to get there early. Plan to be there, of course, when uh, they tip things off and you get the player intros. But and also keep in mind, we're leaving the Smoothie King Center tonight. Uh, another line in the front could be coming through. So keep in mind about that. I know there's a lot of meteorologists out there throwing about the severe weather, especially the North Shore and stuff. So if you're on the North Shore, you're coming to the game, just, you know, plan ahead. You may need that umbrella. Just you're going to have to sprint across the street (laughs) after the game and uh, expect a a little rain more than likely. So just plan ahead, look at your weather app and be prepped for that. But the experience that CJ sort of brings, how, how can it help? he was asked, in a situation like this. I,
5: I don't want to make it too big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like, I got a lot of experience. and There's some things that I'm going to tell them, but they're just not really going to understand until you get out there. So um, it's it's good that they get to go through this because they get the experience. You know, playing it. One game elimination is harder than a playoff game, a uh, playoff series, because it's just one game. You know what I mean? So preparation is different, obviously. There's no, like, adjustments from game to game, because if you lose, the season is over. So... Uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing how everybody reacts to it, seeing, you know, who rises to the occasion and how we're able to execute down the stretch.
2: That's what we were touching on yesterday, that it, it, there is benefit, you know, to this. And, and I get it. You know, I, I see a lot on social media. Oh, congratulations. You won the play in and all this other stuff to the teams that won yesterday, which is nuts, right? I mean, to the T-Wolves. Don't celebrate to the Nets. Oh, they're going to win it all. You know, it, it's crazy how I guess some people view certain things, but you can't get playoff experience. If you don't play in the postseason, if you don't play in win or go home games, if you don't play in situations where, well, what you have tonight. Brandon Ingram touched on that yesterday. Look, just being in a situation like this is helpful. I mean, this is
4: my first time in a playing game, so it's exciting for me um, just to be out here with our guys. Um, I get to see them work every single day, so I know they're excited for it. But um, I'm just um, just excited to be back on the floor. You yeah, know? you see? And as far as the benefit overall of it? Well, for what we're building, not for this this year, um, I think it'll be great, you know, uh, having a chance to play in the game with um, these stakes and trying to get into the playoffs. I think it's going to be good to try to get that experience as we continue to go along with this group. So there you go. That
2: says it right then and there. It's what we've been touching on. It's why I've been saying, you heard me yesterday Said I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about what's coming. Uh, with this franchise in this team. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with this. And, you know, again, I, I think the opportunity to experience all this, what the, you know, arena is going to be like tonight, the, those nerves, how you feel in your stomach, all that stuff and, and experiencing how every possession matters. And, and that's the best. Like I said, it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. Jake Madison on the other side of this break after I tell you about the NBA playoffs. Mean Next Level Basketball, and you know that already. We've been touching on that. So get ready for all this play and tournament action with the two games tonight. DraftKings Sportsbook app, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win. Get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. You know how this works. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus for each day of the play-in, including today. Get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now if you have it. Use the promo code LAROSE, and if you bet 5 bucks on any NBA team to win their game in the play-in tournament, get $150 in free bets instantly. Jake Madison locked on Pels next on Play-In Nights in New Orleans on the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
6: In the NBA play-in tournament, there are no sure things, except one. Bet at least $20 in same-game parlays on FanDuel sportsbook, and you'll get an instant bonus, win or lose. That's right, not only do you get to enjoy the NBA's best duking it out for the right to advance in the playoffs, but FanDuel's giving all customers a bonus for getting in on the action. Oh, and the more you bet, the bigger your bonus. I like the Pelicans to cover five and a half points against the Spurs in the play-in tournament, and I like the game to go under 230 points. I like over 22 and a half points for CJ McCollum. Go Pels. FanDuel is an official partner of the NBA. Their app is safe, easy to use, and you get your winnings fast. You to FanDuel Sportsbook, sign up today with promo code KLRZ to make every moment more. So don't just watch the NBA play in tournament. Be part of it. Bet at least $20 in same-game parlays and get an instant bonus, win or lose. Must be 21 and over in President, Louisiana. Bonus issue does not. I'm a drawable free bets that expire in seven days. Max bonus $100. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fandill.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-877-770-STOP.
3: It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram Trucker van at Southland Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
6: An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck
3: your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king.
0: If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING.
3: Come on, What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone! We want you to be on the show.
1: Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Cattenal.
5: I love to watch it, hate to play in it, but I think it's <laughs> it's good for the league. You know what I mean? It's it's good for fans, it makes it more competitive, makes the last, you know, quarter of the season more competitive, and you got a lot of great games. Tonight, you know, Kyrie's playing, KD's playing, you got the Cavs, um, Trey Young and him playing tomorrow. You got us playing, so I think it's really fun for the league. But like, you don't you don't want to play in it because then like you lose it's <laughs> over. You know what I mean? Like when you win, it's great, but then you're tired and you got to go into the playoffs. So uh, I have mixed feelings about it, but I'm happy that it's been successful and well received.
2: No doubt, I-, I love it for the second straight season that it has taken place. Jake Madison locked on. Pels joins us. Jake, good afternoon. Happy playing Wednesday to you, sir.
0: Uh, no, this is fun, a do-or-die situation, an elimination game on a Wednesday. This is a great day for New Orleans.
2: It is good, and I've seen some people nationally kind of poo-poo the idea of we shouldn't get excited on this this morning nationally. Why is Patrick Beverly so excited about the win? Look, that's their second time in 18 years as a franchise they're in the playoffs. They actually won the seventh seed there. I don't understand this notion where you, you can't enjoy success and be success and be happy, and you hear... Brandon Ingram at the practice yesterday. Say this is not just for tonight, but it's about next season and building
0: for the future.
2: The fact that he says that 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 means
0: something. Well, I mean, you've seen a couple of teams now kind of use the playing tournament uh, as a springboard to big success the year after. You know, the first performance of the Phoenix Suns in the NBA's bubble, they went eight and zero. They got into the playing tournament right there. They didn't end up getting in, but they used that to really be excellent the next season and made the NBA finals. And then you saw the Memphis Grizzlies last year get in through the play-in tournament, get a little bit of postseason you know, access, and all of a sudden now they took a big leap this year. They're second in the West. They have the second-best overall record in the league. (laughs) So this is big for New Orleans because if they can get a little bit of that experience, and postseason games are like double that of regular season, Mm -hmm. this is something that could really be used to the Pelicans' advantage going into next year.
2: One of the things that uh, I think is going to be interesting as well is the, I guess, correlation of this fan base just loving what they're seeing from this team and having so much fun with them. And I was making the point yesterday on the show, Jake, it's crazy because you could almost make the argument that this, you know, swell of emotion and connection with the fan base almost isn't really due to the big names of Zion, who hasn't played, B.I., who's been in and out of the lineup and and cj who just got here people love them some herb jones some alvarado some billy hernan gomez some trey murphy like it's it's crazy that this fan base loves and supports guys that maybe aren't
0: marquee names yeah you know it's it's an easy team to root for they have guys that just go out and do the work they're not you know big media talkers they just want to go out and win and they're good at it right and they're great stories jose alvarado not being drafted at all coming in and just doing some of those fun things that he does, right? The little sneakiness with the steals in the backcourt, trying to hide in the corner. It's an easy guy to root for. Same for Herb Jones, right? This is a guy that was passed up basically by every team in the league multiple times, got drafted in the second round, and he's out to try and prove a point that he belongs. I think it mirrors the fan base a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. I think this was the year that the Pelicans fan base just got sick of all the negativity and kind of people doubting them a lot. And they kind of put their foot down and said, not enough, basically screaming that more or less at Kendrick Perkins, I think. And that's really what brought everyone together. And you have a lot of guys on this team that kind of represent that, right? Saying, no, I actually belong here. Just like this fan base is saying, New Orleans is a basketball city. And so I think you see a lot of ties and parallels between the two. And that's why we're seeing kind of higher engagement, people more involved than ever before.
2: Speaking of Jake Madison, locked on Pels. So tonight, 8.30, Pels are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Look, one of the reasons I love having you on is we can talk about matchups, and and that's key, right? The emotion, the coaching, all of those different things. There's so many aspects to this game. Let's just kind of start on on the sidelines there. Willie Green getting his first taste. It was interesting, I thought, that Trajan Langdon on the show yesterday told us he expects... Popovich to throw things they haven't seen before. Like, that is, that's coming. He knows that. He's like, I started my career in San Antonio. I, I know what's coming. They're going to be so prepared. How do you prepare for a team that's going to be so prepared?
0: You know, it's, it, then it becomes about the role players, right? Certainly the Pelicans are going to be looking to make sure they get Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum involved early. Those are your two best players. Those mm-hmm. are the people that you're going to need to really lead you throughout this game and try and get you to victory. But as you said, Popovich is the all-time winningest coach in NBA history for a reason. He's going to throw some things that they have not seen and try and scheme at least one of those guys out. And then it becomes about the role players stepping up, and I think that's something that Willie Green has done a really good job of, coaching those guys up, getting them ready for these big moments. Look how some of them have improved as the season has gone on. Jackson Hayes has become a key guy for this team. You've seen Trey Murphy get a lot more minutes and play key roles. So if those guys are ready, And you have plans for them. You have contingencies. You have option B, option C, option D to be able to run your offense through those guys. I think it can be a real big boon to this team, and that's why I think Willie Green and coaching those guys up, getting them ready for the moment, has an advantage here. But certainly Popovich on the sidelines is going to be able to make adjustments, too. So you've got a bit of a chess match going on with the guys not on the court right now.
2: Is part of that on the Pels' side, Jake, the fact that they haven't, which is remarkable when you think about it in the four games they've played, that San Antonio hasn't faced what has been essentially the starting lineup the last several games when everybody is healthy, that they haven't faced.
0: No, you know, the the Spurs won the season series 3-1, but they've never really kind of seen this version of the Pelicans at full strength. You know, they've only played one game where both C.J. McCollum and Brian Ingram have been in the lineup together, And that was soon after the trade when they were still really trying to figure things out. Mm -hmm. And since February, the Pelicans' offense is ranked 7th best in the league, 8th best defense. So they're easily a top-10 team, and I don't think San Antonio has really gotten a taste of that. And I think that could make life difficult for the Spurs. So despite them having the advantage in the season series, I think New Orleans feels very, very confident in this. And there's a reason they're favored by five right now because of that, that they're going to be able to... Not just win this game, but maybe do it in slightly comfortable fashion. And I think that's what should get you excited as a Pelicans fan. Throw the records out here. Just look at the team with the better talent, the team that's playing better. And the Spurs are playing pretty well right now, too. But it is New Orleans. And so, despite them having Greg Popovich on the sideline, despite them having an all-star in DeJounte Murray, I think New Orleans is feeling very confident going into the matchup tonight.
2: That's what I was going to ask you. Let's get into matchups here. Dejounte Murray is that is that Herb's responsibility tonight?
0: Absolutely, and Herb has done a very very good job against him. I actually have my notes from my podcast right here in front of me, so I can share some of these with you. In the four games that they have played, uh, when Herb Jones is defending Murray, he's held Murray to twelve total points. Twelve total points. The best shooting performance against Herb Jones that Murray's had is just two of five. He limits him. Wow! He can mark him out wow. of the game. And these are games where Murray has had 17 points, 31 points, multiple strong games. And when Herb Jones guards him, he shuts him down. It's really been on the rest of the role players for the San Antonio Spurs to really step up. The good news is they don't truly have a number two guy. Mm-hmm. So if you take Murray out of the game like that, You're forcing other players to step up that maybe don't have it in them. Maybe the closest they have is a guy like Keldon Johnson, you know, a kind of wing front court type of player who's developed a three point shot. He's averaging over twenty points per game his last ten, but I don't know if he's truly a number two option or a guy that me you know could step up and be a number one Mm -hmm. if Murray isn't having the sort of impact that he'd like to have in this game. So certainly Herb Jones and Murray, that is gonna be a massive matchup look for herb to go under screen they want to force murray to try and shooting three-point shots, where he's a career 33 percent shooter he's really good at the mid-range he's really good at the rim if they can take that away from him the spurs offense really could struggle
2: what's a matchup that benefits the pelicans
0: you know i think there's a couple i think there's a couple but i think one area where they have a significant advantage could be Jonas valanciunas down low The Spurs have Jakob Pertl as their starting center. He's kind of in a dark horse, in a sense, in the running for most improved player of the year. But he's not a guy that can handle JV down low. And so I think you're going to see Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum get the bulk of the touches and the looks early on. If the Spurs do a good job of kind of scheming them out of the game, just toss the ball down low and let Valanciunas go to work. He's been very consistent against the Spurs this season, averaging almost 18 points per game and 11 rebounds. He's either had 16, 17, or 18 points in all four of the matchups, and something between like 10 and 13 rebounds in every single one. He can do some work down there. And once they adjust to him, I think it'll then open things up to the rest of the team. But he's also a strong passer. In the final matchup this year they had back on March 26th, on top of his you know, 17 and 11 or whatever he gave him, he had six assists. So when they did start throwing two guys out at him to get the ball out of his hand, he was able to find teammates and get them good looks and get them shots. And that was a game that happened without Brandon Ingram. So I think Jonas Valanciunas is kind of the biggest X factor here for the Pelicans going into tonight's game.
2: Emotion, right? I mean, one of the questions we threw out there today for the question of the day is... What do you think is the key? And a lot of Pels fans, Jaker, survive that opening start. You can understand that, right? The the emotion, the swell. Hopefully, you don't get the quick whistle. Things of that nature. It it, it seems like it would make a lot of sense for C.J. McCollum, at least those first two three minutes of the game, to really control the game on, on for his team, right? Have the ball in his hands, make the right assist, maybe go to the hole, get some early points. Do you sort of feel like that would be a smart thing to do with, since he has the most experience?
0: Yeah, I, I think that would be a good idea, but I also don't think they should shy away from that kind of emotional level that they're going to have, right? Look at what the Timberwolves did yeah. last night. Yeah. As you kind of said it in the open here, right? That, that meant so much to them, and look at Patrick Beverly. That wasn't also just Patrick Beverly wanting to get this team in the postseason. That was kind of personal <laughs> for him, I think, too, kind of getting shunned by the Clippers and not getting the money that he wanted from them. But that fueled them. There were times when they looked dead in the water and it was just the pure, raw emotion of the moment kind of fueling them going forward and being able to withstand runs from the Clippers. Paul George making threes. I don't think they should shy away from that. I think you need a little bit of that in there. I don't think you want to kind of try and knock that down a level to try and be a little bit too subdued. If you have a lot of energy and you have it with athletes like the Pelicans do, or take advantage of that. Go try and fly high against this team, literally on the court dunking over them, trying to put up some lobs. Things that then get in the Spurs head of, oh man, we're not at their level, and maybe you could just start to run away with the game early.
2: Jake, finally it's been a while, man. It's been a while since we've had a night like this or an environment that's going to be what we're going to see tonight at the Smoothie King Center from all the podcasts you've done, the things that we've done on the court together, just talking about this team, trying to Get people to be involved and want it. I'm going to enjoy this tonight. I think it's going to be fun to do it. It comes against a team that has a lot of history against us here as well. Um, I've seen people already this morning tweeting, I remember game seven, you know, Pargo missing that three in the corner against this team, just things of that nature. The graph calls them the poproaches because they won't go away. It's just, I, I'm excited <laughs> for this, Jake. We, we've been wanting meaningful basketball at, at, at this time of the year. So let's enjoy it tonight
0: it gets no better than this, right? This is this is a game seven. It's an elimination game. This is not, okay, we lose this, we can go make some adjustments and Mm -hmm. get them the next couple of games and still advance in the playoffs. If you don't win this, you're done. And I think those kind of moments add a lot of tension, they add a lot of excitement to it, and it just brings it to another level that it wouldn't be otherwise. I'm a huge fan of the play-in tournament. I've been this way for a couple of years now since they've introduced it. I think it just makes it so much more fun and meaningful for these fan bases. And look, Normally, on April 13th, we're not really talking about on-court stuff at this point. We're talking about the draft or the ping-pong balls and the draft lottery. Uh So it's really fun to be able to focus on the players and not potential future players. So kind of living in the moment right now has been a great—it's just been a fun week for everything.
2: 10 to 15 seconds. What do you think happens tonight?
0: I think those win. I feel confident in this one. I think— since they haven't, the Spurs haven't seen them kind of at full strength, they're going to be a little bit surprised, and I think New Orleans wins right around six or seven points.
2: All right, I love it. Five-and-a-half-point favorite at Nola Jakes, the way to follow on Twitter you probably already do, and you listen to Lock On Pels. Thank you as always, Jake, for your time, bro. Appreciate it.
0: Of course. Thanks for having
2: me on, Gus. Can't wait. And don't forget, 7.30 special pregame show outside of Section 104, 105. Myself, Daniel, The Graph, you name it, we'll be right there, right next to, it's literally called the Sports Bar. They're going to have happy hour specials and prices there. A DJ, so get to the game early, as I mentioned. Might beat some weather, so plan ahead. Get there. If you get there early, come on by. I'm bringing a a mic that you guys can come on in, and I want to hear from Pell's fans that night, and I can't wait to see it. So sections 104, 105, 730. You can tune in here on ESPN New Orleans, or come on by and say hi to us over there at the Smoothie King Center tonight. Scott Prather from ESPN Lafayette joins us next. It's a sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
4: How do you make the most of your mo? Tony and Melissa do it on a John Deere Z-Track mower, so they can...
3: Get as much stunt as possible.
4: I jump out of the
1: house, a cup of coffee, and I'm at work.
5: It's just really fast!
4: There are millions of ways to make the most of your mow. How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deer.
3: Run with us.
2: Visit Home Attractor today next to the tunnel. I was surprised.
0: I was definitely surprised.
2: Yep, we had no
1: idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop?
4: Who knew? State Farm, with these great rates?
0: The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm. Especially when you combine them.
6: When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrioth and cut off today.
2: 985 632
5: Welcome to Allstate, where we bring it all together. And bundling your home and auto is good, right? And it saves you up to 25%. It all comes together. Allstate. Here, better protection costs a whole lot less. You're in good hands with Allstate. Click call or visit Allstate.com
4: to save today. Bundled savings discounts will vary by state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of savings off the home policy. Combining the multiple policy discount for having auto insurance with Allstate and the welcome discount savings at enrollment.
1: They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Katanga. Went
3: through a full practice, like I just mentioned, and we'll see how he responds tomorrow.
2: All right, and of course that's Willie Green on BI and, and how he responds. Um, again, my 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 indication inclination is work. We're going to CBI today. Green on if he practiced. He was. He went through a full practice.
3: Um, So we'll see how he feels tomorrow.
2: Now you heard Jake Madison and I discussing about the Jante Murray, and that's an incredible stat that he brought up about Herb Jones being able to lock him down. And, again, he's an all-star player averaging 21 points and being able to hold him to 12 points Total. Total. When he guards them. That's, uh, it's pretty remarkable in those four games. Like, that's total. Not just a game. Coach Green though on Murray. It's
3: gonna be difficult. I mean, it's a challenge. Uh, he's one of the better players in our league. He's getting better every year, seems like. Um, made an all-star game this year, so he's coming in confident. And their team is very similar in the fact that they've earned this opportunity, earned this right. They gotta come on a road. And uh, they're going to be excited as well. Here's
2: C.J. McCollum on Murray.
3: Yeah,
5: you got to guard him with five. Uh, he's a very good player. He's talented. He likes to get to his mid-range. He scores well around the basket, but he also, you know, he's the head of the snake. Facilitates defensively. He takes takes on the matchups and uh, getting basically 10 rebounds a game against us. So uh, we got to guard him with five, showing bodies and uh making it as difficult as we can.
2: So you hear C.J. saying there, five, got to guard him with five. All five players have to be aware where he's at and have to do a little something to make sure that they can – um Defend him. Here's CJ McCollum on Herb Jones.
5: Yeah, I mean he's been great from the beginning. I-, I got to watch some film before I got here, and I think his just understanding of basketball, his communication has gotten better. The defense is what it is. Like he's just really good. You know, on ball defender, off ball defender, playing the passing lanes, great help side shows. His body has a presence. So I think it's just getting more comfortable. Refs are giving him more respect as they kind of get to know him. And, um, he's going to continue to grow and-, and become even better.
2: I think one of the other things that CJ McCollum. Um, said yesterday that I thought was interesting was he was asked about, you know, look, obviously we had heard plenty of stories and even we even asked Jordan Schultz, who co hosts the podcast with CJ, about him wanting to come here and him wanting to be, um, uh, a Pelican and what that meant or what, you know, he thought uh, of maybe he was going to get out of some players, including Brandon Ingram. And Jordan said it he thought he was good. And that he's actually found out that, he, that he's better and he's excited about playing with BI. One of the things that he touched on yesterday after practice was that the comparisons of, you know, what you think you're coming into, what kind of situation, what kind of locker room, what kind of coach, coach green is the environment, all of that. And what has it been?
5: Probably exactly how I thought it would be from a team standpoint, I understand it's a good group of guys, knowing some of the players, understanding the staff, and then understanding what we had um in terms of opportunity, you know. Fighting for a nice C, fighting for an A C, trying to give ourselves a chance, gave ourselves a chance with a home playoff game. You know, try to take care of that and then give ourselves another chance um, with our role game to try to get, get the A C
2: So let's see what what takes place uh coming up later tonight. Over at the Smoothing King Center, 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, if you're a Pels fan, I want to hear what you think is going to be a key to the game. It's also our question of the day out there, um, to see. And of course there, you know, you have the captain obvious ones, uh, that you, you want to score more points than the Spurs. James Choctaw. If that happens, I think we can pull off a win. There you go. Congratulations, James, to, Bringing that to our attention. Of course, though, you, you want to do that. It's something that Neil Doe on Twitter, and I was mentioning it to to Jake Madison a bit ago here. Good start and win the third quarter. I, I think we've seen this year, especially under Willie Green, for the most part when the Pels have played well, they, they do have some nice third quarters. And they've been able to come back at times, perhaps, from slow starts if that doesn't happen. I'm I'm just gonna throw this out there because it is the reality in the postseason. And it's a reality in how the NBA officiates. I really hope tomorrow we're not talking about officiating. I really hope that you know we're four minutes into the game and my battery level's already low on my phone because I'm just tweeting about that's not a foul, things of that nature. Watching the game yesterday, not, not so much in that first game, in that second game. Now again, you heard Reggie Miller talking about it. Carl Anthony Towns got in foul trouble early. Guy had three, what, first half, first quarter, you know, personal fouls. He had four. He got his, he picked up his fourth early in the third. He fouled out the game of a ton of time in the fourth. The the, the T-Wolves' comeback to win happened with Carl Anthony Towns on the the bench. He just looked out of sorts, though. So there's two elements to that. And it's something that I was going to get into, Jake Madison, if we had more time, but this is why you need games like this. How do you perform? Certain people handle this kind of situation and these kinds of situations and that kind of pressure differently than others and he just looked out of sorts. Reggie called them silly fouls, stupid fouls, just not, you know, understanding putting his shoulder into things. And look, there there was one sequence where he did, he bowled over two clippers. Offensive foul. The, the very next possession, Paul George went down the lane, same thing, put a right shoulder into a T-Wolf and <laughs> defensive foul so again even in I, I want to say the last time they played here it, it was somewhat of a situation like that I, I want to recall the graph in that game saying that the the Spurs could just travel all they want and you know they, they kind of overcome that at a certain point you just you hope that that's not the case you expect that there's going to be cases like that. There's going to be a ton of emotion. There's going to be a lot of swells. Here's what I want more than anything else. If it's a call, it's a call. But you can't tee up somebody for emotion, hopefully. You know, again, though, I, I've watched a game in this arena where Trey Murphy dunks, stares at a player, doesn't smirk. It's not, it's not even a smile. It's, it just looks at him. And the official literally tells Willie Green, well, he looked at him. So I call the technical. That guy can't ref tonight. You know what I'm saying? You have a ton of emotion and energy, that I think, is going to be in that building. And so I do think the start is key, how you navigate it. Um Not even that concern if you go down, you know, less than 10 points or something at the end of the first. Obviously, you don't want to do that. You don't want to be playing uphill the entire time, especially because if you do win, you... Now, no, you're going to have to go to L.A. That's that's leaving tomorrow. That's a four-hour flight. That's going and playing on Friday night. So you don't want that to happen. So I think it's key to kind of use that emotion and energy. It's why I, you know, ask Jake, is this a game where I'm like, okay, CJ, get us into the right sets, get us into the right reads, you know, kind of take control of that game there for a bit and then move forward into that. But I also wonder if, as Jake said, you want to make sure that everybody gets involved quickly, you know? Eric, thank you for giving us a call here in the sports hangover. How you feeling today, bud?
1: Uh, God bless you. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the game. Uh, I guess my most concern is how focused the Pelicans are. At times they can be somewhat um, not fully locked in, uh, missing de- defensive assignments, Um And I think if they can handle the disciplinary aspect in terms of being mentally disciplined, I think they'll do well and win the game. But sometimes they do have some lapses of concentration and not being Mm -hmm. fully locked in like the last couple of games, Uh, particularly against the the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers. I think they still have something to play for, but they really didn't show up mentally for that game like I wanted them to. Mm -hmm. So that concerns me the most about this team. I think they just – take care of the, what's going on between the ears, I think they'll, they'll do well and win the game.
2: So you have confidence that this team can uh, pull out the win. That's, I like that. I, I like the fact that Pels fans sort of feel that way, you know?
1: Yeah, physically I do. It's just the mental aspect of the game. But, uh, right. They still have to win me over on that part. Of, maybe it's because they're young. I'm not really sure. Maybe they're a little – I think sometimes they get a little overconfident about how good they are. I, to me, there's still a team where they really have to come out and put out all the effort to just roll over teams. Sometimes they've had a history of thinking they may be better than what they may actually be and just have to roll the balls out on the court and they'll win, but that doesn't really happen. So that's the thing I'm really looking at is the um, – that and three-point shooting. Yeah, three-point shooting. That would be my other issue.
2: Uh, I'm with you. That team. was my key. That's what I posted on our question of the day. I said the same thing, too. I'm like, Pells have got to be able to knock down some threes. It, tonight's not a night you can go – you know, three of eighteen, three of twenty-one. I, I just, I, I think you got to have at least knock down seven, eight to maybe even ten as a team tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, I do.
1: Yeah. Now, do you, I know Herb is the defensive specialist, but do we have to rely on Herb a little more to make some more three-point shots than what he is accustomed to doing? case he, he does have the ability to do it, but do we have to rely on him more so now than in the past to make some more three-point shots?
2: Right. No, I hear you. We'll, we'll see what takes place later on tonight, man. Thank you for the phone call, Eric.
1: All right, thanks.
2: Yep, 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation, it's a sports hangover at your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans.
7: The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. RTC, ETEL, and VISION have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at Let'sRev.com.
1: When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouses shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store and you get free pickup on all orders $35 or more. Download the new Rouses shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouses Markets personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouses Markets Gets views like home.
4: Within days of Hurricane Ida making landfall, Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacies were up and running, providing vital medication to our patients and visitors. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding you the lowest cost available on your medications. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let us review your options with you. Located in Rouse's Supermarket on Highway 3235 in the Rose, or at the Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff, We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea.
3: He's back. He's like the thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts.
1: Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. I feel
4: pretty good. Ready for tomorrow. Mentally, I feel good. Physically, I feel good. Um, it's going to be an exciting task for us tomorrow. So you expect to play tomorrow? He yeah. is Brandon
2: Ingram expecting to play, uh, tonight. And my expectation is that that takes place. Scott Prather, ESPN Lafayette joins us, uh, coming down for the game. Sir, we'll be outside of section 104, 105 at 7.30, special half hour pregame to the pregame show in which Daniel, we're all going to be in the same spot, but we're going to be outside of section 104, 105 on the concourse. So if you, uh, you want to come on by and say hi, man, we'll, we'll definitely be there. I'm excited about tonight. How about you?
7: man, I'm, I'm amped. I really am. Um, there's just the, the, undeniable buzz and the energy, a lot of anticipation. And uh, it's just, I think when the NBA came out with the play in there was some skepticism, but how valuable has it been for the Pelicans, right? Regardless of what happens tonight, obviously it'd be great if they win and I hope they win and I think they'll win, but to have those meaningful games yeah. late in the season, Where it's, hey, you've got to win if you want to continue your season after game
1: 82. Uh,
7: what that does for a young team, all of that, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's been really good. Um, and yeah, I am, uh, I guess like you said, I'm, I'm driving in, I'm leaving Lafayette in a little while. Can't wait, man. It's, it should be a, uh, be a great atmosphere. I was at two games last year. Team wasn't all that great uh COVID season right the, the stands weren't packed I went to one game where Zion played great maybe Philly in another game where they lost to Charlotte but two years ago just before COVID hit I was at that Zion debut there was a buzz in that building there are certain moments for this team where there's an undeniable buzz and energy and I think I think tonight's going to be one of those ones Gus that we remember and and we talk about years from now I really do
2: yeah, I think so, too. And I think, you know, coming on the heels this week of something that you and I touched on, I think last week, I might even brought it up on your show, I, I was using a comparison on the show last week that I think CJ McCollum can sort of be what Drew Brees was to the city and to what he meant with Sean Payton to Willie Green. And, you know, you've seen him take that ambassador role from Drew, really, to be honest with you. And, and you know, in Will Guillory's article with The Athletic telling him, look, that the way people view Pelicans and the way people view the city as a basketball sitting stuff, that it that he's going to make sure it changes by the time he's he's done. I, I to have somebody verbally say that and be that, and again I'm not I'm not trying to pick here or there, but that's what fans want to hear Zion say. You know, that's what people have wanted the number one overall player to sort of be like. Look, at this point I don't care who does it. But to have a guy say it and and feel that way, it just it absolutely reminds me of Drew Brees in 2006.
7: Has there ever been a, a basketball player more sort of cognizant and aware of Pelicans basketball, how the city uses it, how it works, that was aware of it when they arrived? Like, there's never been someone like that. C.J. McCollum is that guy. You have some, Look, like a lot of players will come. They'll either give you lip service. Or they just are unaware, right? They're just they play, they ball, they don't really think about anything else. Or you have guys that come in, and then it's just you know a ticking clock, right? Try to convince me why I should stay here um, to have a star player like McCollum be, I guess, honest in his assessment of look, this is how this this is how the team is viewed, but here's how it's going to be viewed when it's all said and done. Here's here's what we can build here, not what or here's what the problem is, or here's what that is, to walk that line between, okay, look, this is, let's all be honest, this is what it is, objectively, this is how it's viewed around the league, and here's the good, here's the bad, and here's what it's going to be when I'm done, I mean, he just, he has a way of of communicating his thoughts in such a clear and, and, and sort of very concise way, where it's not, he's not alienating fans, he's encouraging them, he's building them he's building this goodwill while also being right. honest about, you know, what Pelicans basketball has been, Gus, because I was, you know, talking to Andrew Lopez this morning. We've seen this team have pockets of success before. It just has never been sustainable. Right? When they get to New Orleans, Baron Davis suddenly can't stand it. He wants to leave. Right. And now you get Chris Paul and you have this incredible season and you sell, you know, a record number of season ticket sales. Your local uh tv ratings back in the day on on cox sports television were one of the better ones in the league yeah and then george Shen wants out and he doesn't want to the luxury tax and now the league owns the team and now oh you win the lottery it's ad and then you can't fully really put together a healthy roster that Dell Demps wanted them to and then you have the sweep of portland and then months later ad wants out and it was this whole so you just you've had these pockets but it's never been sustainable and while this team You can look at a record and say, oh, the 10 games under five hundred was a big deal. If you follow this team, you know why that's a big deal, because it feels like what they have right now, Gus, is not just a pocket of success, but one that can grow. What I like about so many of the young guys on the team is they want to be a part of that process rather than just tell me, you know, give me a reason why I shouldn't leave here. Right For a lot of these guys, you know, obviously Ingram and, of course, CJ McCollum, as you mentioned, and some of the other young guys on the team, it's this desire to want to continue to build on something instead of, hey, look, I'm just passing through. And not having that ticking clock of, oh, my God, they have to do this or else, it just makes it so much more enjoyable. I think it makes it easier for for the city and the state to root for them. You know, there's so much to like about this team. There really is.
2: I know around here, and I've seen it on social media, I mean, I, I can't find a tweet. I can't find a um, a media company, to be honest with you, that all of a sudden isn't uh, on board the Pells bandwagon. I, I welcome it. I, I think it's fantastic. What about your callers over there at ESPN Lafayette? Are you feeling a little more chatter, a little more discussion when you're out and about, and they recognize a superstar like you out and about?
7: <laughs> yeah, uh, the last part, that would be a lot, But, you know, <laughs> Yeah, so so I would say a lot of the casual fans, they still they still do ask a lot about Zion, but when they ask about him, it's man, like is he going to want to be there? Because once you add him to this group, imagine gotcha. what's right. going to happen. It's it's not the oh my god. Why does Zion want to leave? Everyone hates us. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, it's changed, Scott, from Zion is, you don't
2: want to be here sell the franchise, right? I mean, I, I
7: even right, got right, that right. here earlier this year. Right. No, absolutely. And, and I think I think people that, that jumped on late are starting to recognize it, and I think the casual fans, look, they'll be watching tonight. Um, but, but, yeah, there's – look, man, I mean, you've seen it. When the franchise wins and when they give you, you know, a reason – to want to root for them. And when they're in turn sort of rooting for you, whether it be in New Orleans or whether it be Louisiana or the Gulf South, right. Mm -hmm. Expand that the fans will get behind you. Right. Like you, I I guess what's refreshing about this group Gus is everything just feels organic and real. There's just, there's not, it's not lip service or it's not, um, you know, I, I really don't want to be here. Let me just say this or that. And that's saying something considering you know, the cornerstone of the franchise has, in a lot of ways, been shrouded in mystery and Zion. The fact that that has happened and yet everyone is still so positive, I think it just – it's very telling how much – I think Willie Green deserves a ton of credit, how much the culture around the franchise has changed just in the better part of, like, five months. 10, 15
2: seconds. What do you think happens tonight?
7: Tells win. tells win – as long as they don't beat themselves, right? Because you know San Antonio is a team that probably isn't going to make a ton of mistakes. Mm -hmm. But they haven't seen the ideal starting five for New Orleans that they're going to see tonight. Pelicans have been the better team this year. They'll be the better team tonight. And then we'll see what happens Friday. But I think tonight it's going to be a great atmosphere, and the Pelicans are going to win.
2: I love it. Got about two and a half minutes here before the top of the hour. Scott Prather from ESPN Lafayette Scott Mimic on Twitter. Uh, it's Wednesdays. And as you know, I like to have different voices around the state. So I have you, Sean Fox coming up later on in hour number three, Ralph Marlborough at one thirty. All three of you guys, I've been trying to calm down all y'all. I mean, I got Fox today when, you know, go trade for day, you know, Debo Samuel. He wants a hundred million. Oh yeah. I just saw that. You know, I mean, so poor Ralph is still upset. That he thinks people are on the Jameis. He wants a quarterback. I need to calm him down at one thirty. You are not happy as well with everything that's going on. I, I saw a Pro Football uh Talk put a tweet today though about Zach Tom, an offensive lineman that worked with this uh, that worked out for the Saints. This dude is three hundred four, three hundred five pounds, six five. Has the the highest RAS score, and you know how the Saints are with that. And they oh, love yeah. that. He has the highest score ever as a center. Saints fans, oh, we don't need another one. But he played left tackle the last two years. In other words, he's smart, can play center, but he's played tackle. I keep telling everybody, Scott, I'm going to do it again for you. No quarterback, even though Jordan Schultz and others this week are saying that the Saints could be into that. Get yourself a receiver. I would love a tackle, and I would love a lave. sixteen, nineteen. you can take your pick on that.
0: Offense,
7: man. I'm all about it. Offense. I mean, the only addition this team has made offensively this offseason is Andy Dalton, which was a ridiculous signing considering (laughs) when they did it because it negated a future compensatory pick. Just wait until later. But that's it. Like, I, I, I'm, you lost some good pieces on defense, right? Mm -hmm. Marcus Williams, Malcolm Jenkins. But the defense is going to be good. The special teams is going to be good as long as Will uh, Lestead miss an entire season. Offense. Like, you, it wasn't good last year, and you've taken steps back. So you got three picks in the top 49. you got four picks in the top 98. You need offensive difference makers. And if you get it, then you're going to be able to compete in the NFC South. If you strike out or you win – now, having said that, I mean, I don't think George Davis is going to fall, but if he did, you know what, I'd make an exception because, yeah. my God, that guy, I mean, just looking – watching him play is just nasty. But, right. but, yeah, assuming he's off the boards – Give me give me some offense, man. Uh, if it's an old lineman, it might not be the sexiest pick. I get it, fans. Quarterback, receive, and you do need receivers. But mm-hmm. I'm all about it, man. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not nothing against James Hurst, but let's not act like the Saints don't have a hole at left tackle right now. They do.
2: No, they do. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but you're on board with the no quarterback thing, right? I mean, you're like you're not packaging 16 and 19 to move up to number five. Hell no. Okay, thank you.
7: No, okay. th- not. Okay. no. God, <laughs> thank no. you listen. If they want to take a quarterback because it falls to them, right. or If there's, you know, if Corral, yeah, like there I- I'd be happy
2: with Des. Nine, I mean, I might whatever. even like I might even go with Ritter at 49. You know, if he's if right, he's there. Right. Although That's right now he's that. rising up. Into the first round, and I. But that's fine. Even Ritter at nineteen with the receiver at sixteen, I, I can do. But you're if they take sixteen and nineteen and move up to number five, so they can beat Carolina at a quarterback. I, I'm. That's not going to be a good well, show. Now Friday you've
7: anymore. traded. Now you've traded essentially two first round picks, a second round pick, a hundred and first overall pick. Keep going. All to move up to take. Yeah. No. No, yeah. and he, thank, listen. No. Thank you. Uh, oh
0: well, what if he goes on to be like
7: Drew Brees? Then, then, then right, congratulate that team. if he team? goes on to be the most because, accurate passer in NFL history? Like then, oh well, take, take, take a breath.
2: Yeah, forward. yeah, exactly. Then take a breath. Scott, man, uh, love to see you tonight, dude. Looking forward to texting when you get to the arena, bud.
7: Yeah, man, we'll come by and say hi. Thanks, Jeff.
2: Sounds good. That's Scott Prather, ESPN Lafayette. Scott mimics the way to follow. Over on Twitter, our one is in the books. When we come back, he's staring at me. He's got his Pelicans jersey. They assume Jordan, the intern, joins us next on ESPN New Orleans.
0: From installing a smart garage door opener to installing a bathroom faucet to removing a tree, the Home Depot believes